Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corkin Entertainment Show today for a very uh, different type of an episode today. Um, I just thought I'd try something a little bit different this time. Uh, today, as you might be able to tell from the title of the episode, um, it's called Riding Solo. <laughs> so I thought uh, today um, we wouldn't have any guests on and that uh, I would... Um, I would uh, go, uh, ride solo today, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just just to uh, give some some of the I mean, like you know, scheduling conflicts and um, and stuff like that gets in the way. So I just thought today it would be a nice nice change of things to you know just be myself, not have to rely on the guests, and uh, you know we'll see we'll see uh, where the true interest really lies. Is it in the guests or is it in me? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just joking around there. So um, yeah. So next week we will be back to normal guests. Uh, we have a couple planned uh, lined up for the next couple of weeks, but for ju uh, just for this week, I just thought we would, uh, I would give you guys a little bit of my, my advice on, um, I mean, like, you know, there's, I get asked sometimes by people who say, you know, like, how do you stay so motivated and how do you stay so um, um, ambitious and uh, dedicated to wanting to wanting this theater company to succeed? And um, it's funny that it's actually, you know, I first started this company out wanting it to be a theater company, but slowly over time, it slowly started to become more of, of, of just an entertainment business which I mean, like, you know, put, I, it's putting the entertainment in cork and entertainment. I mean, like, you know, I'm not just doing theater. I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, podcasts. And uh, we have a couple uh short movie video skits uh, that will be coming out on our social media sometime within the next little while. Um, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> a little plug. <laughs> and um, so there's there are some people who say, like, how do you stay so motivated? How do you stay so dedicated? And uh, like, you know, what what can I do to help, you know, further, further my my ventures? So I thought I would do a little bit of that for you today. I thought I would just give you guys my advice and my what what creatively motivates me, what inspires me, what what has me so dedicated to wanting this to succeed. And um, yeah, so I'll go a little bit uh, at length at that. And also, um, I'm going to be talking a little bit as well about uh, comments that the great Martin Scorsese said, this will be about almost three years ago now in, in, um, in late 2019. So they're older comments, but I find they're still relevant today. Um, about his comments about how Marvel movies and comic book movies in general are invading cinemas and that they're not real cinema. I thought that would be a really interesting um, I, uh, uh, topic to discuss and to just give my thoughts. Do I think comic book movies count as cinema? Because you guys know me. I mean, of course, if you've, if you've uh, kept up with the show to date, you know that I am so passionate about comic book movies and movies in general, really. I like, you know what I mean? Like not necessarily comic book movies, but um, so it's really interesting to see that he, you know, the great Martin Scorsese, who's brought some of the greatest movies of all time, you know, Goodfellas and uh, the Irishman, the fact that he would say something like that, that had has so many people triggered and it still does three years later. And I mean, like, you know, now that Marvel movies are really, I mean, like, you know, of course, um, 
Spider-Man No Way Home was a huge uh, release. And then, of course, coming up this May is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be another huge blockbuster. You know, that's going to uh, I'm sure that'll trigger a lot of uh, Mar- people who agree with Martin Scorsese that uh, might agree that um, it's certainly invading the cinemas. But um, yeah, I just thought I'd give my thoughts on that as, as well, too, because um, some of the points that I'm going to be making in my uh, uh, my uh, motivation section of this episode is kind of going to bleed into that a little bit. So I just thought I'd give my thoughts on that and uh, try something different this week. We'll see if you guys like me or if you guys only like me when I have someone to bounce back and forth with. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So hope you guys enjoy the show this week and uh, let's just dive into it. Welcome back to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran, and today I am joined by Frankie Corcoran and Frankie Corcoran, (laughs) me, myself, and I. Uh, So, um, yeah, so welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, As I said, for a very uh, different uh, type of show today uh, with just myself riding solo. Um, So, um, yeah, so as I said, um, I thought it would be a really, really interesting uh, uh, topic to discuss about to discuss how to motivate yourself and how, and in, in my experience, what motivated me to want to start my own entertainment business, what motive, what still motivates me to this day. I mean, like, you know, despite, you know, all the ups and downs it's had with just with COVID-19, you know, like we, we plan these, the, uh, you know, a, a play and then COVID-19, you, you know, it's very easy to, to get, discouraged by uh by uh events like that and uh, you're like why do i even try you know so um i uh i'm still super motivated to this day and it's still i'm, I'm like you know obviously you're gonna have the those days where you're like oh what did i get myself into why am i still doing this but uh that's not really me i've never i've never really been like that um i started this business for a reason and uh, i want to keep going with it so um i'm just here today to basically help you figure out how to make your dreams come true. That's, that's what we're, that's what we're going to do here today. So I narrowed it down to five. I had lots. I actually wrote down a list with about like 20 of them. And I was like, Oh God, like, like, like if I, if I go deep into all 20 of them, I'm going to be here all day. And uh, so I, I just narrowed it down to five that really stuck out to me. And um, so the first one is uh well, first of all, just fi- uh, find your passion and go for it. So for me, it was um, f- uh, for all for all my life, I've loved entertaining people. I've loved just, you know, bringing joy to people's lives uh, through whether it was uh, through theater, through through uh, my <laughs> doing stand up comedy when I was uh, when I was younger. Um, I probably have to go back and see if there's some clips old, old, old tapes of me doing all that it's um it's i can't believe i'm even saying that (laughs) oh god uh it's one of those things where it's like uh it it's happened you can't you know you can't erase the past it'd be like an actor who did a really really shitty movie 
and you're like, oh my God, why, why did I do that? I cannot stand when people watch that, why people would watch that, but it's out there. I can't pretend it like I, you can't pretend like it's not there. It's there. You can't, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. And that's me with my stand-up comedy. I used to do it when I was in grade four. And that was one of my, something that I thought I would do with my life was stand-up comedy. I thought, who, you know, I could go be the next carrot top or, you know what I mean? When you're, obviously it's different when you're younger. When you're younger, you have all these dreams and uh, you think everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. And um, it's not really it's there, there. There's a lot more to it than that. So, you know, I've grown up with lots of people who say I want to be uh, an astronaut when, or I'm going to be a cowboy or like I'm going to be like, 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 you know what I mean? Or I'm going to be a police officer. But back then you're you're kind of you're not living you're not looking at the bigger picture. You're just, you're looking at how easy people make it seem to be like, there's some people I went to school with some people. I mean, like, you know, like we were in kindergarten or grade one or, you know, um, up to grade five, people would say, I want to be a teacher because it looks like so much fun. And the teachers have lots of fun with it, but you're not in their shoes. <laughs> you're, you're, you're one, you're one of the little shitheads who's uh, giving your teacher a hard time. And uh, when you, and then when you actually go to be a teacher and you go through school, you're like, holy shit. It, it like, is that why, why did I act like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, so um, that's really the thing. Just, of course, when you're younger, enjoy your childhood. I mean, like, you know, that's one thing for sure. There's some people when they're younger, they're, they're saying, oh God, I have to know what I want to do after graduation. Like now I cannot wait. No, no, no. It's like, if you're in grade five, if you're in grade six, if you're still in middle school, you're not even in high school yet. Don't worry about that. Like, you know, don't worry about that. And even when you're in high school, don't worry about that. Like, you know, like once you graduate, you know, like you don't have to have your life all figured out. You know what I mean? I did not have this coconut entertainment i did not have that in mind when i graduated high school i did that was the furthest thing from my mind thinking that i would be capable of doing something like this um it took a lot of hard work and ambition and uh dedication and lots of thinking about it to to decide okay is this something that i really want to do and obviously the passion was there. I'm super passionate about this stuff. And, um, so that's really the key. Find something you're passionate about and really, and, 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 and think through, make sure you really think it through before you, you actually go for it. Um, it would be, like I said, about, uh, having, I mean, like, you know, you want to go be a teacher just cause you know, you're in school and you're like, Hey, it looks, it looks so much fun. What, uh, miss so-and-so is doing like, you know what I mean? Like, it looks like they're living the dream. But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't really work like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, in the moment, it might seem like something great, but it's not. So you really got to think about, okay, so first of all, you're passionate about it. But then you also got to look at, okay, is this something that I'm capable of? Am I capable? If, if you want to be a teacher, but you cannot yell at, at students, okay, guys, knock it off. Okay, guys, you can't do that. Um, instead of just, Hey, you like, you know, smarten the F up, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like you got to make sure you're, you're, you're willing to go to those lengths, you know? Um, and same with this whole thing. If you're not willing to, uh, uh, you know, take time out of your days off, uh, to, to really, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, you know, the fact that I'm doing this normally, like, um, I, I'd be like doing an episode by myself. Like, that's kind of scary. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, no. 
I love podcasts. I love doing this. I'm going for it. I'm so passionate about this. Like, you know what I mean? So it's know what you're getting yourself into before you get into it. You know what I mean? So, and if you, and, and, and the main thing is if you're passionate about it, you got to be passionate about it. You got to have the passion. You got to have the drive. So that's, that's the first step. Find something you're passionate about and go for it. And so, so that's number one. Number two is listen to people who inspire you, whether so from my experience, um, starting this podcast, I've loved, uh, my favorite podcast is probably the Monday morning podcast by uh, comedian, Bill Burr, who is hilarious. It's he's one of those, he basically does a one man show. Like what I'm doing uh, right here, uh, right now. If you told me that I'm like, I, the, okay. Like, you know, try do an episode by myself. I'd be like, no, I can't do that. Let's just, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I'm not confident enough to, to think I have, you know, the charisma that Bill Burr has where he can just ramble on. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going through puberty <laughs> to, to, to just ramble for an hour. Bill Burr has that. He has that uh, uh, charisma and that enthusiasm where he can ramble on about something for about an hour and you're still and you're hooked. Like that's 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 the thing that really, really hooked me into his podcast where I mean, like, you know, if it was someone else where they're just rambling on about something and they have no charisma, no charm and they're not funny, that's that's not something that motivates you. You know what I mean? Like, that's not really that's not really inspiring, you know, so um, definitely listen to people who inspire you and uh, and um you know, like whether, whether this isn't what you're doing, if you don't want to start a podcast, then I mean, like, you know, you can still listen to podcasts, but I mean, like, you know, listen to, if you want to get into radio broadcast or I mean, like, you know, yeah, if you're getting into radio broadcasting, I guess this would be a good way to, to, to pursue that. But I mean, actually, I mean, what well, podcasts in general, no matter what you're doing, if it's, I mean, um, you want to be a chef, there's some cooking shows out there like cooking podcasts that that that, uh you can listen to or if you wanna if you want to write a movie or you want to direct a movie you want to act in a movie there's so many uh people that you can listen to or you can watch that can help you get to that you know what i mean so um for me as i said it was uh, it's you know the monday morning podcast by bill burr which i highly recommend if you if uh, um you know you want to find some way to start your Monday mornings off. Right. I mean, <laughs> I love, I love uh, waking up to I'm like, Oh sh- shit. It's Monday. God damn it. And then you look at it. Oh, right. The Monday morning podcast is on. Okay. This, this motivates me. This inspires me. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I mean, there's that. And there's uh, what other podcasts do I listen to? Uh, the, um, the John Campia show. I listen to a lot. And uh, he's got a lot of charisma where he's able to, you know, do a, a one man show all by himself. Obviously, he's joined by people. He 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 is joined by people who who uh, hop on the show with him. But I mean, there's some episodes where it's just him talking for an hour. And that is that's you know, he's got enough charisma and enough charm and uh, enthusiasm to really hook you. You know what I mean? Like you're not listening to his podcast going. This is just boring. He's just talking for you know he's just talking to him and and this isn't fun so that's one thing you really have to uh listen to people who inspire you or even if you as i said if you want to make a movie or you want to you know write a movie watch movies and i mean that's that's something for me i mean obviously i've i'm i'm i've 
really enjoyed uh, getting into playwriting and I love writing plays now. And um, that's one thing to inspire me is reading plays. I've done lots of plays within the community here for the last few years. Sometimes if I'm, if I'm feeling stuck and I'm writing something, I'll go back and I'll read some of those scripts. I'll read, I'll, I'll read some of the old scripts and just to, just to get my, my creative juices flowing, you know? So that's, that's one way that really helps me. If one thing's that is every writer's worst enemy is the writer's block. And I mean, I, I really don't think there's anything you can do to get rid of it completely. Cause it's writer's block. It's, 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 a. I was going to swear. I don't want to swear, but it's the worst fucking thing that <laughs> it's the worst fucking thing that can ever happen to a writer. And it happens to everybody. Um, I'd be, I'd be honored to know. I, <laughs> or I mean, I'd be interested to see if there's any writers out there who don't suffer from writer's block. Cause I mean, kudos to you. I want your, your, um, your abilities, <laughs> your superpower, cause that's what it is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's number two is just uh, listen to people or watch people who inspire you. Just find some way to, you know, get your creative juices flowing. You're like, okay, maybe I'm writing a show or I'm right. Yeah. Like I'm writing a play about uh family, but I'm like, shit, like I, I got my story down. I just can't find a way to make this dialogue stick or to make this, uh, you know what I mean? So you could go watch a show, like maybe go watch full house or you go watch, uh, I don't know, like fresh Prince of Bel-Air and that can get your creative juices flowing where I'm like, you know, obviously you're not going to copy straight up copy what they're doing, but it's going to give you that. Oh, okay. Like it'll, it's, it's something that will, um, it's something that will get your mind going and think like, okay, like that's the kind of show I want to do, but just make sure you don't, outright steal their work you know because <laughs> then uh, it's gonna be a lot uh, a lot money a lot of money down the drain when you get sued by them so you know uh so yeah <laughs> i should add that on there too as one like you know don't steal people's ideas um so that's number two number three is um consult with uh close friends family workers or like you know fellow co-workers um people who are in the field that you're pursuing and definitely do lots of research before jumping into it so i mess i i did i did mention that in the first um in the first uh um uh bullet point um which is definitely know what you're doing before you get into it. Um, and definitely, you, you know, consult with people, you know what I mean? Um, uh, starting this company, I consulted with, uh, you know, Chris Matheson, who you guys knew on the show, who's really inspired me into, uh, into pursuing my dreams. And uh, so I've consulted with him on numerous occasions, um, even directing my first show, which is coming out in June. There, there's part of me that was always like, oh my God, what am I getting myself into? And he was always there to, you know, um, offer me some advice. And, and uh, he's definitely, he's definitely really, really inspired me and motivated me to, uh, you know, as hard as things might get, you knew, you know what you're getting yourself into, you know what you want. And this is just how you prepare yourself for it. And he's really helped me with that. And also uh, Paul Petito and Christopher Petito and uh, my good friend, Olin Dupuis and uh, Stephen Puddle, who was on the show um, two episodes ago. And um, it's just, when you have a great support system, that really helps. So, I mean, like, you know, obviously I'm going to use theater as an example, but I mean, like, you know, it, it could be for anything. If you're, if you want to be a pro athlete, let's say, then you 
you know, reach out to some athletes. You know what I mean? Like um, he was on the show here. Uh, Brett Himmelman was an RBC Olympian. If you're looking to, to, you know, succeed, you know, as, as a, as an athlete, reach out to people like him, like, you know, like Brett Himmelman, or uh, maybe, maybe some people who are uh, like, you know, like a local, you know, uh, sports team, like, like, I don't know, like the Mary Street Timberwolves, talk to them. How do you do this? Like, you know, um, so for theater, that was for me. I, before I launched this company, I really had to go through and, okay, what am I getting myself into? What am I doing? What am I going to do for a show? How am I going to start off strong? How am I going to make my mark? How am I going to get recognized? And even this podcast, I had the idea for this podcast and I announced that this podcast was happening back in the fall, but I didn't launch it till January because I needed to know what I was getting myself into. I really like, I had to do lots of research and, um, you know, with some amazing help from uh, a give phase who you guys have seen as uh, almost like my, uh, as like the Samwise to my Frodo on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you have people like that who uh, really help you and, uh, you know, who have, who, you know, listen to lots of podcasts and they, they know a little bit of the ins and outs of it. Um, definitely reach out to people. Definitely. Or if you're starting, um, what's, what's a, what's a good example. If you're, um, I'm just looking, you see, I got lots of business cards on here. So I'm kind of just looking to see, um, if you're looking to start a, a retail business or something, you know what I mean? Obviously, um, I mean, like, you know, you're you reach out to people in your community, like, hey, I'm starting this business. It's obviously not as I mean, like, you know, right now, it's nothing really compared to what they might have. But just how did you start? How did you do this? How did you get on board? Um, and really, really know what you're getting yourself into before you start it. That's that's one thing I really should emphasize, which I mean, it's, it would be the equivalent of, let's say uh, you were going to be, let's say you want to be a nurse or something like that. That's a huge, huge job. Like, like, like that's, that's like, you know, that's something I can't do. You know, like, 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 you know, I mean, if someone said you should go to nursing school or, or be a doctor, I would say, are you fucking crazy? Do you know who I am? I can't do that. Like, um, I mean, obviously, I mean, like, you know, I hear enough from like, you know, people I know and family and friends who are nurses and doctors and work in the healthcare. I'm like, okay, that's all I need to know. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I need to know. Um, get out of there, pop up. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like just from what you hear, you're like, okay, that's it. I can't, I can't work in that business. So, but then there's some people who will definitely want to take that step and like, okay, I know that this is what it, the job is like, I know that you're going to deal with death. I know that you're, you, you know, you're going to get exhausted and sleep deprived, but as long as you go into it, knowing what you're getting yourself into, then, you know what I mean? Like, okay, then that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. So like whether, you know, it's whether you're going to be work in the healthcare or you're going to work as a police officer. You can't expect to be a police officer and be scared of seeing a dead body. Like that's really, you know, that's kind of like, why are you in this business? That's for me. Something you guys need to know about me. I got kind of a weak stomach. <laughs> so if, uh, if I was a cop and I got called onto a crime scene, um, I would just be saying like, you know, <laughs> I'd be making, making up excuses. I can't come out. There's a, there's something else going on here. 
um, or something. You know what I mean? So that's just why, you know, that's why I'm in the entertainment business because I could not be in the criminal justice field. I would just not last. <laughs> I would not last. So consult with people and, um, talk to family and friends, family and friends, family is your true support system. They will, I mean, like, you know, sometimes they might be brutally honest and it might be harsh in the moment, but you really have to even going through this. I mean, like, you know, like my family, um, has, you know, there's been maybe some tough love uh, conversations where like, 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 okay, like you can't quit like your regular day job just to go pursue this right now when you're not making anything, you know, you so really know what you're getting yourself into. And, um, do do like and and you know do your research and uh this will also kind of um bleed into uh uh number four which is uh uh don't expect butterflies and rain or sunshine and rainbows or butterflies i guess you could say um (laughs) um don't expect just because you're doing what you love that it's gonna be hey you know it's sunshine rainbows everything's lovely i'm living my best life it doesn't really work like that. I mean, obviously this isn't my full-time job right now, um, but you really have to know that just because you're following your passion and and this is what you've always dreamed of, it's not always going to work out the way you want it to be. You're always going to have days that are bad. You're always going to have days that are good. You know, like it's just, and, and you can't really prepare yourself for that. You can't say, okay, it's going to be a great day at work. Nobody knows that nobody goes into work knowing, I mean, there, there might be some times where like, you know, maybe if it's a busy, I'm like, you know, it's, uh, it's, um, you're, uh, you're, uh, maybe you install roofs or like, you know what I mean? Like you're a roofer, a carpenter and, uh, it's roofing season. It's busy. And sometimes it gets stressful. Sometimes, you know, you're getting calls from people. I need you here now, you know? So definitely just, just, um, don't expect everything to be stress-free even doing this. Like I said, it's not my full-time job or anything. It's, um, it's something that I'm slowly building. Hopefully it will blossom into something someday, but I definitely, I'm like, you know, as I, as I mentioned in the last one to do lots of research before jumping into this, um, I definitely did not expect things to just be sunshiny rainbows. As I said, that's just the best way to that. That's how I perfectly described like, you know, um, things going stress-free it doesn't always work out that way i mean like you know some people might be blessed i mean like you know god love you if you go through through life working a job and you're like no worries in the world hakuna matata you know like um if only things could work like that but i mean of course with this theater business i mean for example my evening of one x was scheduled for october 22nd to the 23rd back in september or Jesus back in September, back in the fall. Sorry. <laughs> God. Um, so October 22nd to, to, uh, to the 23rd. And then near the end of September, COVID-19 came back full force and, and ended up delaying things. And so that was so stressful for me. And I mean, COVID was bad for everybody. I, I can't even picture, I'd be, I would be so interested and so intrigued to see people who were like, Oh, COVID didn't affect me much. Business was still thriving. I would, I, I, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. I wish I was, I wish I was able to, you know, just say, fuck COVID. I don't have to worry about that. Like I can just do go about my business as I please. You know what I mean? But nobody I know was able to say that no COVID didn't affect me. COVID affected everybody. 
Um, so that was rough. Well, especially cause I'm like, Oh my damn it. We had it all planned out. We were like less than a month to go. And COVID just, just stuck a big middle finger in my face and just said, ha ha ha, you can't do your show now. Um, so definitely with that, I'm like, oh God. So like, at least I know when I'm getting myself, <clears throat> geez, I keep going through puberty today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh God. Um, so you're, you're, you definitely have to prepare for things like that. You really do. And I mean, like, you know, also, I mean, even if COVID's not a thing, if you're doing a show in the wintertime and uh, the weather is like, you know, oh, we're getting freezing grain, we're getting 40 centimeters of snow, you know, 30 centimeters of snow. Oh, there might be some snow, but there's not actually going to be. Oh, it's calling for 30 centimeters on, on the day of the show and you cancel it. And then, oh, wow, it turns out we were only getting a centimeter instead. Like there, these are just things that you have to prepare for. They really are. And um you can't expect everything to just be like, you know, things are going to work out because of course they're going to work out. Why wouldn't they? So just one thing, that's one thing you really have to keep in mind. And um, I mean, like whether that motivates you or whether, I mean, like, you know, for me, it motivates me to be a better business owner and a better, uh, and, and like, you know, to really, it motivates me to, to have a plan B. You always got to have a plan B in this type of scenario. So that's number four, it, which is, uh, you know, don't expect everything to go smooth sailing. Sometimes you're going to run into bumps along the way, but um, you just go with it. You just go with the flow. And uh, so number five uh, is going to be to admire your progress and to not be discouraged if you're not where you want to be. So last episode, we, uh, me and uh, my good friend Herschel Berger and gave a review of the Andrew Garfield uh, Oscar nominated Netflix movie, Tick, Tick, Boom, which is still my favorite movie of all time. I absolutely adore that movie so much. Um, and basically the premise was revolving around Jonathan Larson, who was almost 30 years old and he wanted to get this musical Superbia produced on Broadway. And he, it, it was almost like, if so, it was okay. If I don't get this produced when I'm 30, then I'm done. This is my big break. This is going to make or break me. Uh, if I if Superbia isn't produced by the time by my 30th birthday, I'm done. So, when after his workshop, and uh, they basically say, Okay, great job. Uh, you know, can't wait to see what you do next. You just keep writing the next one, and uh, Superbia doesn't get produced. And he's and that's the thing, like, you know, uh, I've been waiting tables for five years. Um, he's not at all admiring the progress that he, that he made, you know, he, he, he put on a great workshop. He did a great musical. It just wasn't quite what they were looking for. And it, and of course it's very easy for that to drag someone down. And it's very easy to forget about all the progress that you've made. And I'll even give a little, you know, I'll, I'll, um, I'll tell a little story about, I mean, like, you know, obviously I've, I, I've grown to start loving to write plays and one acts. And uh, I've written a few full length ones that, uh, that I hope to get produced sometime in, down the line. You know what I mean? Um, but um, you you also have to, I mean, like, you know, it also goes back of like, you know, uh, uh, do research before you jump into it and also to uh, set realistic expectations too. you know, just because I write a play and I revise it. I, y y uh, you know, what I mean, like these one acts, like I think I've written how many times did I rewrite it? Like four times, five times. 
Um, so even if I never sell that, I've I've submitted it to a lot of different theater companies, uh, you know, across Canada. And uh, I think I, I even submitted one over to the state somewhere. Uh, and some of them got back to me. They said, good work. It's just not what we're looking for. Or some of them will 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 just say, I don't have time to read it. Uh, we're we're too busy with our season kind of thing. And um, meanwhile, I'm totally neglecting the whole process that I went through. You know what I mean? Like I'm like um, I'm staging these one act shows, you know, um, so. Just because somebody doesn't want them. Why am I going to let that? destroy any bit of confidence any shred of confidence that i had i need to admire how far i've gotten i need to admire that i mean like you know hell like writing a script is not easy that's one thing it, it is not easy uh these one acts that will be staged in june i had i had this idea stored on a shelf like from i'm trying to think how long i had that before i actually decided to do an evening of one acts I, I I mean, like, you know, they were always in the back of a shelf there that I just jotted the idea down. And I was like, okay, you know, one day I'll do that. And then when I decided to do a one act, I was like, okay. And it took me, it took a while to write them. And um, so obviously, and I mean, one thing that I didn't really know is that uh, when, when you want to uh, have a play published, you have to have it staged first. So that was one thing I submitted to a couple of publishing companies uh, who said, no, like you need to have this staged before you, you know, before it can be produced and it can be discouraging. I'm like, oh crap, but I can't produce it right now. Or like, I can't stage it right now because we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic and I can't like, uh, you know what I mean? So then there's a bit of like, oh my God, come on guys. Like, why can't you just give me a chance? Um, but, and then I'm just totally ignoring the progress that I've made. And it's very, very easy to, to get caught up of just because I'm not where I want to be right now that it just pulls you down, you know? So that's one thing you really got to keep in mind. And, and I really speak from experience. And this is one thing I've always said. If I never sell a play, if I never have a play published, if I never, you know, someone never buys my, you know, like, like if that never happens, if I never make it on a Broadway, I never, I I never at all, like, I never expect that. I never, like, you know what I mean? I, I temper my expectations. I can say all I want. Oh, I hope to take Corcoran Entertainment to Broadway. But I, I got to set realistic ex expectations. It's not going to work that way. It's just not. And um, I even wrote a play on this that I'm hoping to get staged too. Um, so, I mean, even if I never make it big with this company, even if I'm never, you know what I mean? Like, this doesn't blow up into something. I'm not going to stop doing this. I love theater. I I'm so proud of how far I've come. The fact that I'm doing this podcast now, here and now helping you guys with your dreams. I'm not going to let, you know, any of my insecurities or anything that happens to me, I'm not going to let that get me down. And it's so important for you guys to know that, 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 I mean, like, you know, just because you're not where you want to be right now, you cannot let it get you down. If, if this turns into something here in Miramichi, that's great. I can die happy. If it doesn't go off to, you know, Nova Scotia or, or, or um, I don't know, somewhere in the States, I don't care. As long as I'm happy, as long as I keep doing theater, as long as I keep making people happy, as long as, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, as this 
company is a thing and I'm just making people happy. That's fine. I can, I can, that, that's all I need. That's all I need. And so it's so important to temper your expectations and not, not get discouraged. If you're not where you want to be, just be happy of where you are. Just be completely happy where you are. I would be totally fine if I was just a community theater actor for the rest of my life. If I was just doing plays here for the rest of my life and I wasn't, you know, off trying to become an actor in, you know, in the state somewhere. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I love the city. I love this community that we built. I love that I, w- that, you know, there are so many people who are willing to, you know, that are so that are excited to be part of this theater company that, that makes me so happy. You know what I mean? And so I want you guys to know th- that basically if, if you're not where you want to be, look at what you've done. If you're an athlete here and you've and you've won so many medals and you've won and 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 you're you know you're a coach of your own team now but you're like I want to go off to you know the Olympics. But you're totally ignoring that you've done some great things here in in you know wherever you are and then you're like okay if I'm not going to make it on there that's fine that's fine then I'm then that's it I'm done. And that's actually what I wrote one of my plays on, which is hopefully going to be staged here in Miramichi sometime within the next uh, couple of years. Um, just um, basically about if don't fix what isn't broken. It's a play that I wrote from the heart. And uh, hopefully that can also inspire people into thinking, okay, just cause I'm not where I want to be, whatever it is, what it is, you know? So yeah, so that's that's that part of the show, how to motivate yourself or how I motivate myself. So I'll just uh, run through them really quickly. It, uh, uh, number one was find something you're passionate about and go for it. Number two is listen to pe- listen or watch people who inspire you, whether it's a show or a movie or a podcast or whatever. Uh, number three is to consult with close friends, family, and uh, fellow workers. Research your 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 um, ambitions before you go for them, and set realistic expectations. Um, don't uh, number four. Don't expect butterfly, uh, you know, sunshine and rainbows, and for things to be stress free because it doesn't work that way. And number five, which is so important, it's just to just admire the progress that you've made. And don't get discouraged if you're not where you want to be. So that's basically how I've been able to creatively motivate myself into, into achieving my goals and dreams. And so hopefully this was able to help you guys. I really hope it was. And um, so, yeah, so definitely feel free, you know, on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you're watching this or listening to this from on YouTube. Definitely let me know if this helped you. How do you creatively motivate yourself? Because like I said, I wrote a big list. I wrote about like 20 things. All right. So let's move on to our next topic, which uh, revolves around the whole uh, uh, Martin Scorsese, who, of course, you guys know, one of the all time greatest uh, directors, writers, every anything to do with cinema. Martin Scorsese is probably one of, if not the best. In terms of that. So in 2019, um, Martin Scorsese came out and uh, admitted that or, or, or said that uh, he doesn't consider comic book movies to be actual cinema, which he then also said that he doesn't watch them, which to me, I think is total nonsense. Like, how can you say they're not cinema when you already admit that you have never watched them? 
which I mean, part of me is a little bit, um, is a little, is a little, um, odd to me, but, um, I wrote down this quote because I mean, this whole thing kind of, I mean, like, you know, what we were talking about before with the whole, like, you know, creatively, uh, 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 uh creative, uh, motivation topic that we were talking about, this kind of bleeds into it. Uh, cause here, here's what Martin Scorsese said as well, too. I, I even wrote this down. Um, it's not cinema. It's something else. We shouldn't be invaded by it. We need cinemas to step up and show films that are narrative films. Um, so when he says that they're invading, Mar like like co comic book movies are invading the cinemas. I don't know. Like, here's the thing. This is this is so so this is where I stand on the whole thing. First of all, you guys know, you guys should know that Martin Scorsese to me is is one of the best. Of course, I love Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street's one of my top favorite movies of all time. I absolutely adore that movie. And uh, of course, The Irishman, another amazing movie, and uh Goodfellas. Nobody can forget Goodfellas. Um and many more. Um so yeah, just to set the record straight, I love Martin Scorsese. He's he's he. There's no no truly nobody better. But um, the way he describes it, saying that oh yeah, comic book movies aren't real cinema, and um, he was also saying as well too. Uh, I didn't mark this quote down that he was saying that people need to learn like people learn something from cinema and like what do they learn from comic book movies? Maybe they don't learn anything. I mean, like, yeah, sure. I get where you're coming from. I, I, I certainly get where he's coming from. I certainly do get where he's coming from. And, um, but to me, it's just odd though, that he's giving all these statements about, oh, how, you know, these aren't real, they're not real cinema. And we, sh and, and, you know, cinemas are being invaded by comic book movies when really, when you look at it, comic book movies are the one thing that's keeping the theater industry alive today. Spider-Man No Way Home really say I, I mentioned this before that Spider-Man No Way Home saved uh cinema that was in like beyond like like we're like I can't even put into words how much uh the pandemic or like how much Spider-Man No Way Home saved the pandemic uh sales for for uh, movie theaters. So I just think it's kind of ridiculous though that he would outright say that like you know I, I don't watch these movies, but we're being invaded and they're not real cinema and people should learn something from these movies. Okay, so uh, like I said, okay, so I can I can understand where he's coming from in the sense of like, you know, maybe you watch Avengers Endgame or any of the Avengers movies at all, really. Do you learn much from, you know, uh, you know, like superheroes flying around, shooting at one another? Uh, a super soldier throwing a shield, uh, someone who got bit by a spider who is now able to shoot webs out of his wrists. And there's a doctor, uh, you know, who is able to cast all these spells. And yeah, OK, y you, you probably don't learn much from that unless you're looking to study witchcraft. And, you know, I mean, that's 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 totally that's totally up to you. Um, <laughs> um, but. You look at a movie like Joker, though. You see, that's what doesn't really, I mean, like, you know, a, a movie as incredible as Joker, which there's lots you can learn from that movie. You know what I mean? And there's lots of people who with these movies, I mean, like, you know, of course that they're, of course they're spectacle, but this is what I go to about like, you know, um, you, you, you know, listening to people who are watching things that inspire you. 
I know lots of people who watch these movies and they get and 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 it gives them lots of motivation and it inspires them and whether what you know no matter what they're doing it it it, it gets their creative juices flowing and it doesn't matter what movie you're watching it could be avengers it could be spider-man it could be star wars i mean like you know he didn't he didn't mention star wars or anything he just said comic book movies but just to say that they're invading the cinemas and uh and that they're not real cinema even though he already admitted that he has never watched them that's just the only thing that irks me. And so I see I, I see both sides to the argument. On one hand, yeah, maybe some people say he's just expressing a, an opinion. But to me, I think there's a difference between expressing an opinion and then also saying that they shouldn't be in, in theaters. Like, like, you know, movie theaters should be fighting to get rid of comic book movies and we shouldn't be invaded by them and make more room for movies like the Irishman or make more movies, you know, like, um, like, uh, what's another one? Like, you know, like just, just my kind of movies, you know what I mean? When you look at a movie like Joker, which is, you know, not really spectacle. It's, you know, it's, um, I even said to it like Joker to me, wasn't the evolution of a character. It felt real. That movie, I, 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 I think Joaquin Phoenix was well deserved in winning the Oscar for for Joker, and um, uh, just for it was such a realistic portrayal of mental illness, and and um, and of course the one line that 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 uh, gets me in the movie is when he says uh, to uh, Mer- uh, to uh, Robert De Niro, uh, "What do you get when you uh, when uh, you cross when you." Oh, what is this? Jesus, I'm probably going to butcher this to death. Uh, when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that treats them like trash or something like that, I'll have to go pull up the thing again. I can't remember the exact uh, <laughs> line. Uh, you get what you fucking deserve. Boom. That delivered. And I mean, like, you know, of course, I mean, like I said, most comic book movies are spectacle. But it, it, it would be crazy to, to say that something like Joker, which is a comic book movie, Joker, one of the you know biggest villains of all time in comic book movies and movies and anything, anything in general. I just think it's kind of a stupid thing to say that they're not real cinema and they're not and they're invading theaters. But you already admitted that you don't watch them. You had, you've never watched them. It would be no no. You know what that would be like? I'm gonna get shot for this. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it a little. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I just got shot right here. (laughs) Um, I I don't. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with just. I've watched them. They're just not for me. They're 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 not really for me. I don't really like Star Wars. It's just that's just me. If I were to say if I were to say that we shouldn't be invaded by star Wars. We shouldn't be invaded by star Wars. We, what do we learn from, you know, uh, people with lightsabers and this and that, and, uh, you know, and, uh, walkies and all that, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference between expressing an opinion and saying things where, I mean, like, you know, if I were to come out and just say, yeah, like, you know, we shouldn't be invaded by star Wars, make, make room for movies that I like. All I say about Star Wars is that I've watched some of them. They're just not for me. That that's that's all it is to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's the best part about entertainment is that they're all subjective. And you know, you might like Star Wars. I just don't. It's just not for me. And so, you know, 
but I'm not going out of my way. I'm not making petitions saying we need to get Star Wars out of theaters because they're invading them. Like there's like like there's a difference. Yeah, one way to put it, there's a difference between expressing a, an opinion and being an asshole. That's how I see it. And I think what Martin Scorsese is, of course, he's expressing his opinion. But it's kind of a dumb thing to say when you're outright saying that these are invading our theaters and that, uh, you know, movie theaters should step up to get rid of them and make room for more movies where we can actually learn something when he has already self-admitted that he never watched these movies. You tell him get a little heated. I don't know. Just, just this whole thing kind of pisses me off. I don't even. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Jesus. Um. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it irks me. I will admit, like, like it's just. Anyway, geez, I feel like I'm gonna, I feel like I'm gonna have a meltdown here over over something that the greatest uh, film creator of all time just said. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, because this goes back to what I was saying about how to to, uh, to motivate yourself, go back and watch something that you like. You know what I mean? One show that motivates me is BoJack Horseman. A show about an animated talking horse. I learned more from that show than maybe about 80% of TV shows I watch now, (laughs) which is weird to say. Someone hears me say that about a talking horse, uh, a talking horse who drinks and, and is depressed. How does that, how does that teach me anything valuable about life? You know what I mean? Like someone might hear that and think I, sh- I belong in a fucking insane asylum, but you know, <laughs> um, but it's, we like, imagine if someone came out and said, okay, Bojack Horseman, we, you know, we're being invaded by too many of these animated shows that don't teach us anything. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. It's a, it's a show about a talking horse, but think about how realistically they portray depression and they portray mental illness and they portray substance abuse and they portray childhood trauma and compare it to like a movie that like, you know, some other movie that just came recently. I can't think of anything that that comes to mind. You'd be surprised how much I've seen someone say, I never actually watched uh, 13 reasons why maybe I'll check it out sometime just to get a good comparison. And, uh, uh, but someone said between Bojack Horseman and 13 uh, reasons why Bojack Horseman is a better portrayal of mental illness and suicide and everything than even 13 reasons why is, and that's a live action series. Like if, if, if that doesn't tell you that people get something out of these, I don't know what is. And I mean, I think, and, and people do get stuff out of comic, comic book movies. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, what's a good example of one like Spider-Man No Way Home, like just because it's so recent, I'll, I'll use that as an example. Um, like at the very end, of course, spoiler warning for anyone who, who hasn't seen it, Peter uh, deciding that it was the uh, best, I mean, like, you know, once MJ and Ned forgot who he was, he goes into the cafe, he's ready to reintroduce himself to her, but then he sees how happy they are. He sees they're into school, they're into all this, their lives are fine without him. Whereas before, when they were associated with Peter and everyone knew who Peter was, their lives were turned upside down. He makes the decision to say, you know what? They're my friends. That's my girlfriend. Uh, You know, as much as I want to stay in their lives and as much as I love them, they're better off without me. And I think we've all gotten to that point. We've all, we all, we all, you know, like, I'm sure there's a, there's a, might be someone in your life where, you know, 
we had a fun ride, but I mean, like, you know, I think mentally they seem better off without me. I'm just going to leave them be. And I think there's a lot you can learn from that. I mean, of course, I mean, there's, you know, nothing you can really learn about real life situations with, uh, you know, um, uh, a, an evil doctor with uh, <laughs> tentacles coming out of his back. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, if someone gets something out of that, that's fine. Like, you know, that's completely fine. But basically for Martin Scorsese to say that they're invading cinemas and even though he hasn't watched them and he and he doesn't and he just doesn't consider them cinema. To me, it's not expressing an opinion. It's him just outright just saying, like, you know, we need to get rid of comic book movies. And and sure, that's I mean, like, you know, like the only if he had actually seen the movies, then I would say, okay, okay, that's fine. It's your opinion. But it's the fact that he admitted that he never watched them that irks me so much about this. And so I mean, like, yeah. I'm getting kind of pissed about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> about a man who I've never met who knows way more about the entertainment industry than I do. And I'm getting pissed about him just because of something he said. But, you, you know, you know, I mean, like, you know, we're here to express our opinions. And that's my opinion. I just think that was a stupid thing for him to say. And that just because he doesn't get something out of these comic book movies. And I mean, like, you know, whether, you know, if his creative juices aren't uh, don't start flowing because of you know him watching a spider-man then that's fine that's totally that's that's fine for you but people who who spent money to buy a ticket for spider-man no way home they they clearly get something out of these movies they clearly love these movies maybe they don't get something out of them but but they're just like hey i just want to go watch a fun movie you know hey that was fun you know so just anyway yeah so yeah, that's my opinion. And I mean, that was three years ago, almost three years ago now. And the only reason that I'm bringing it up now is because I mean, like, you know, of course, I'm, I'm uh, uh, before talking about what creatively motivates me um, and how I just mentioned here that Bojack Horseman is something that really motivates me to be a better person. And it's a show about a talking horse which I don't know. I feel like Martin Scorsese would see that and be like, we need to get Mar Bojack Horseman off Netflix because we don't learn anything from it. And you need to make room for my movies. Like, stop. <laughs> I just don't. I love the guy to death. I love Martin Scorsese, but what are you doing, man? Like, just, you know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just simply my opinion. That's where I stand on it. I mean, we're all entitled to our opinion. I get where he's coming from when he says that they're not real cinema. Um, but the fact that they're invading movie theaters, I respectfully disagree. Um, yeah, so... I mean, I mean, like they're the one things keeping the industry alive today. And I don't think I, I'm like, you know, without Spider-Man, no way home, who knows what could have happened. You know what I mean? And now, you know, we got Dr. Strange, Multiverse of Madness coming out, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And that's just gonna, I think just from there, it's gonna, it's gonna boost, boost uh, movie theater sales uh, going forward. So I think he should just be grateful. He should be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah feel free to let me know your thoughts guys on uh, the whole martin scorsese thing even though it was about three years ago today but definitely take into consideration today that i mean like you know um everything's subjective everything is subjective and um you know if it motivates you but it doesn't motivate anybody else don't let that get in the way if someone hears that you wrote a movie or a play or something like that, oh, I based it off this. Oh, that's not real cinema. That's not real. Why would you base it off that? Hey, it motivates you. 
fuck you for saying otherwise, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's where I stand on it. So, um, yeah, so I think that'll do it for the show today here, guys. Um, I want to thank you guys very, very much for uh, tuning in to this week's episode, uh, just riding solo. Um, might do more of these in the future. Uh, you, you know, we'll be back to our uh, regular guest next week. Um, so, yeah, just hope you guys enjoyed this. And uh, I had a lot of fun. And uh, I got to say, I do. I absolutely love doing these podcasts with you guys. I absolutely adore this. And um I, I think, I think, you, you know what I mean? Like that's one thing that motivates me is knowing that, um, knowing that there are people out there who love seeing this, you know, I'm getting emails from people saying that they love the show and, uh, and to keep it going. And that really motivates me. And even if this doesn't grow as big as Joe Rogan or anything, you know what I mean? Then that's totally fine. Cause I am, I am content with what I'm doing here. If I can get to that point, then I certainly will. But, um, just admire the progress you made and don't get discouraged about what you didn't achieve yet or will never achieve. It's just your progress is your own. Your journey is your own and you just live your life to the best of your abilities. And as long as you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself and you're, and you're um, financially stable, then you'll leave a good life. You'll lead a good life. Um, so yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. I'm Frankie Corcoran. Um, just wanted to thank you all again for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned. New episodes uh, every Tuesdays on Spotify and Apple podcasts, and we will see you guys next week. Follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, uh, at Corcoran entertainment, uh, Instagram. Yeah. I'll put this all at the end of the video. Anyway, I'm not gonna bother <laughs> or well, for those of you watching the audio version, I guess you'll, yeah. So for those of you watching uh, the other version facebook uh at corkin entertainment um for uh tiktok at corkin entertainment and uh for instagram at corkin ent it wouldn't let me do entertainment for some reason i don't know why but it's it doesn't matter uh so <laughs> thank you guys for joining us today and um we will see you guys next week thank you take care